0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mindful Steward podcast. Uh, Thanks for tuning in again. I know if you are somebody who subscribes, you probably have noticed that it's been a little bit of a stretch since I last posted an episode. I have been taking the time to dive into a little bit of work in just some other areas of my life and also actually on my website and this business for teaching mindfulness Because there's just a lot of expansion that I want to bring to this podcast and and to the website and the business in general. And I had to step aside and kind of focus on building up that digital infrastructure to be able to bring a little bit more possibility to the table. So no need to, you know, worry if there's anything else coming or whether I am going to be sending out more resources soon. That is still in the works and I'll be sending out updates soon. Um, while we're on the topic, I hope everybody is making the best of this quarantine experience as the world kind of faces coronavirus. I know this is a scary time for a lot of people and there's a lot of uncertainty. A lot of people are experiencing a lot of tough situations that nobody really saw coming. And I just want to wish everyone the best in this, um, these circumstances. I know there's a lot of fear in the world right now, and um, I just want to kind of give everyone a little bit of a positive outlook on it, Um, regardless of what you are going through. You know, the whole world is on pause to a certain extent right now. Um, If anything is going on in your life or any really scary thoughts may be floating through your mind, I just kind of want to remind you that uh, the way you feel is very much a choice, and... The way that people and communities get over really extreme and and uh, maybe negative circumstances is not through fear. So there's a difference between us being responsible at a time like this and us being scared and fearful. So I personally was watching too much news. Um, I've been really disappointed with the way the news has handled this to begin with. I think there's a lot of fear mongering in the content and... I personally have made the choice to detach from that and get my information just from a couple simple sources and not look at the narratives that are going along with it. And really I'm doing that because I don't want to put myself in the state of fear in this situation. I want to understand and take things from a very responsible perspective without getting too caught up in the weeds of everything. And um, I would like to encourage anybody who may be feeling very scared or very limited or is having a very hard time being stuck at home or maybe with their, their loss of job to just do your very best to you know be there for the people around you in a positive way and, and be there for yourself in a positive way. Look at the bright side of whatever positive things you can do to contribute to yourself and the people around you right now. Um, that's how we're all going to help each other get past this and, and bring more light back into the future. Um, this is something that will pass, we just have to get over it together, and that's just the reality. Okay, so just to introduce who my new guest is on this episode. I actually recorded this in late November before I went on my month-long trip to Australia, and while I've been working on things, this has been on pause for even editing it, but while I'm at home in quarantine, I, I finally got things together and I'm posting this new one with my friend Augusto Marie. So Augusto's um, a guy I met here in Toronto at a retreat recently. I've been really inspired by him. You know, he's a really insightful guy. Probably he just oozes positive energy and perspective every time we talk to him. Um, he's really good at connecting thoughts and, and just understanding how to help people with their mindset and he's very well known in the mindfulness and the movement space here in Toronto. He hosts a lot of events. I think more so he's he's really well known for all the work that he's done in hosting workshops and events through the Mindset Brain Gym Meditation Studio in Yorkville. More recently, uh, he's been hosting a wide range of retreats and his very popular dry nightlife series called the urban mystics. Uh, It's basically an event where um, it encompasses music. There's a lot of breath work and meditation sessions. There's a lot of cool booths for different health products and and different activities and kind of that healthy space, but it's also a party and uh, you know, a lot of people in Toronto are really loving these events. It's really gaining a lot of popularity and um, I'd say it's one of his next big projects, and I'm excited to see what this guy creates. He's, he's kind of, one thing that he has used to describe other people is he calls, he tends to call a lot of people that they are walking possibility, you know, people who create a lot, and I'm just going to say that about him, you know, he, he came up with the term, but it seems to be exactly what he embodies in everything that he does, so... I'm really excited to post this episode finally it's longer than a lot of other ones we've recorded and before I totally pass it off to the episode I just want to let everyone know who's in Toronto and may be interested in this him and I will be hosting a men's group uh, in the coming months of course the current situation is a little bit uncertain Uh, it's going to be a group for just there's going to be a lot of mindfulness so for men who are curious about this space or want to learn or really want to connect with other guys who may be diving into it as well you know there's it's it's a little bit hard to find these communities for connecting with other men in particular and kind of bringing math, mat, uh, mindfulness to the masculine realm so this is something that him and I are really trying to create uh, these are going to be happening in Toronto to start probably later in the year they're going to be ha- going to be happening in Vancouver as well so if that's something you are interested in just you can subscribe to my newsletter or Follow me on Instagram or wherever you do feel like. I will be posting updates about it. Um, and it's really just going to be a cool event for a lot of really great speakers to come and help give us lessons about how us men can become and, and stay good, better men for the people around us and for the women and for our families and every, anyone else who's in our lives, our friends, our coworkers. Um, I think it's going to be a really cool project and there's going to be a lot of value and a lot of connecting with amazing people. So it's, it's something that you may want to keep tabs on if it is something that you uh, are curious about. Um, And as always, if you want some free guided meditations, just feel free to subscribe to my newsletter. You'll get a few free good ones as well as some eBooks that I've written and updates on everything else that I'm going to be putting out. So without extending this intro too long i'll get this episode started thanks so much for tuning in i like that, like meeting people like you people who are like doing things people who are well-rounded where they're Mm -hmm. like into that but they're also into like bettering their lives because there's a lot of people who almost just they think it's lame to like focus on your career life or your yeah. professional life, yeah. In favor of this, yes. That's like hippie 2.0. Like that group balance. I feel like most of the people I meet in that, they're like, "Oh, society! Like you have a career, like you clearly aren't conscious."
1: That's not even real, man. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that's not how it works. Yeah, it's not how it works. It's not it's not how it works. And again, you you said the word balance. I think balance is, it's key. And in that sense, dude, It's, it's realistic. Like in reality it's also not about being too much light. You know, like too much light can also be delusional because it's just incoherent. It's just incoherent with the reality of things. Like not everything is light. Not everything is fucking love. Not everything is overwhelming gratitude all the time. Like sometimes you will get angry. Sometimes you want to punch somebody in the face. Sometimes things will go in some shady, shady way. And so balance is, is, is so key in both in the light and the dark. That's why the... The urban jungle is just like the perfect offering because, and by the way, I got this out of my ayahuasca experience, bro. Like, this was like a, like that, crystal, crystal clear. What saved me, and I'm going to use the word saved me because it felt like saving, I was in the darkest part of my journey. Like, the darkest part of my journey. I'm talking, I was like, what it felt like in nature's underworld. Nature, I was just like, below like mud, like, like, just below, like, if you were to be in the jungle. And, like, underneath, like, layers underneath. And all I could see and feel was just, like, this, like... Bacteria, plasma-like entities. And I was shivering, bro. I was cold. And I was... I, I literally was in terror. Like, the the only experience I've had of actual terror was that one. Actually, I had one when I almost got kidnapped in Mexico by, like, the fucking narcos. But that would be the second one. That would be the second one. I was, I was, like, shaking, dude. I was, like... I was in the middle of a ceremony and I'm like, all this layer. it's hot outside and I'm still like on this layers, shaking it, shaking it and the thing that pulled me out of this thing was um, the the shaman's musicians started playing music and the music, that's how they, that's how they take us through the journey. The music really does it mm-hmm. and they started to play this like very tribal, just like a drum and if it wasn't because my foot, my foot picked up on it, my foot, because I was like totally shaking, totally shaking, just afraid, eyes closed, just going deep and then my and then my foot picked up on the drum, and then all of a sudden I got this voice of like, "That's how you get back. That's how you always get back to reality through your body, through your like through your physical presence as I actually act as the body." And poof, it all dissipated. And then, thing you know, I was back in the fire, and just like just in utter presence, like utter 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 presence. Um, so that was one of them. And then, so that was like into the body. And then the next one was around the, was around breathing. So uh, towards the end of the ceremony, I did a, um, did uh, a rapé. We did rapé to kind of clear up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, imagine, so you, you did San Pedro's, which rapé is really powerful as a Pedro. I was, because even more into 5D. So then it was so grounding. I remember going back down and my, and I was breathing through like every fiber of my being. Like, my pores. I, literally, I wasn't here. I, like, I closed my eyes. And I was just breathing. And I was just floating in what I can only describe as heaven. It was literally, like, it was just light. And there was, like, this, like, it was kind of like, why do you call that animal? The one that's just, like, it like, goes like that? Octopus? It's, or no, jellyfish? Like, jellyfish, octopus, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But like, they were, like, blue and light and just full of light. And I was just in, and I remember my grandfather coming up, my grandmother coming up, a couple of my loved ones come up. In like the spirit realm, and I remember being like, and that was lesson number two, like a really profound one. It was, it really all comes down to the breathing and the presence that you can also achieve to just connecting to your breath. Yeah. So the two, the two takeaways were like, breathe and move. That's it. And then the connection to that is obviously presence. Both things just bring us back to this presence. We are, yeah, for sure. we are multi-dimensional beings, and some of us can pop into transcendence and stay there and lose our shit and get psychotic and get. Multiple personalities. Some people are just two in the present moment, and they're eating Cheetos and they're eating McDonald's, and there's no access to anything else. There's no transcendence. It's just they're stuck in the, in the physical. So urban jungle really, really arises out of like at least my personal breakthrough. In that, the whole spectrum, the people that eat the McDonald's and the people that are already fucking enlightened, we all just meet through the frequency of music. It all like fucking boils down to that. Like it really just boils down to like, in the dance, like on the dance, floor, on the floor, on in your body. That's it. Like, there's the, in that place, in that place, there's no judgment. There because there's no mind. So because there is no mind, everybody's just the same. But it's not the same to like I'm reading Eckhart Tolle and we're all one with consciousness. It's not that. It's not that. It's literally the base just booming through you and you're like oh my god I just gotta move to this like this is so good yeah and then sort of the mind surrenders into the body you're anchored into the present moment we go back to relating to somebody then on that level it's like fucking doing a rape, getting that frequency where you're everybody's in the same place
0: yeah
1: and it's like I mean you actually just have to do a little bit of research to understand like all the ancient cultures they all go down to the bodies either in some sort of sport some sort of physical activity either building ceremonial sites like the pyramids or dancing and praying together to God. Like it doesn't matter. It all fucking comes down to the physical, to the, to the physical. Yeah. And hands why can you see it now? It's like, it's the per, it's like right in the middle. For sure. It is, it is. that's why I feel like it was so disruptive in a way. Because not all, the, the problem with even the alcohol is that it will, unfortunately, and not even unfortunately, it's fucked up. It will dilute that physical experience and it will just put us in a state in which you're not aware, you're not conscious. And I don't mean like extra conscious. I literally just fucking mean the conscious of your actions. Yeah. I remember when I used to drink, just like acted responsibly, recklessly, like all these things. And I was like, I can't even, I don't even feel confident taking responsibility for the fucking bullshit that I did because I didn't feel like myself. And that was something that like flat out, you cannot say that happened at the urban jungle. Everybody was left to like, wow, I like got to know myself. I got that personal breakthroughs. I got some mind blowing conversations that now reassuring of some of the things that maybe I was dealing with that I didn't even know that somebody else was dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And
0: I mean, I, I've been on the kind of path of not really drinking too much for a long time, Mm -hmm. but you know, I have drank with my friends here and there in the last little while, but there I was, I saw a bunch of people I knew who I know go out and drink pretty frequently. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And that was the, for them, that was their biggest call out.
1: Mm. Was this
0: is so cool? There's just no alcohol, and it's actually still awesome. Nice. And for me, I don't even really think about that anymore. So yeah. I was just like, "This is just <laughs> so cool to have these DJs here with all the breathwork stuff and all these like people in one spot." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was yeah. funny. Like everyone kind of got their own thing. It's like everyone took what they needed yeah. to take from it, which is kind of cool. And that way was too. that was
1: one of the things that I remember having um, post uh, post experience conversations. The people that I talked to, they were like sharing what they got out of it. And I'm like, damn, like we weren't even planning for you to get that out of it. And that's what you got. And then the next person, I'm like, damn, I, I should put that in the branding. I, we should put it in like the, the, like the actual, like what you get out of it. Because clearly like everybody's getting something completely different. Yeah. And that is, I mean, that is exactly. So now that you kind of get that, it's follow the, follow the thread, for example, towards the retreats, because it's going to be around the same. We gather in the physical plane to be together. But our journeys are our own. And you can just close your eyes and be on your own journey. You don't have to dance with anybody. You don't even have to talk with anybody. And it will be the same when you do plant medicine. We come together, support each other, and just in our physical presence, being ready for healing, being ready for whatever it is that we're going to receive. That's how we got each other's back. That's what we really got with each other's back. You don't have to fucking... Everything else is, is bullshit. And then with time, obviously, like time and reliability of showing up as having each other's back, plant medicine will obviously bond you in such a heart level that you'd be like damn this is my soul family so i'm responsible in a way when i i choose that responsibility of being the curator of, of what it gets to happen because you, you know a bunch of people for example for the event they came out of like i never heard about anything like this i don't know anybody here but as you move through the pyramid tribe curation becomes becomes more important right like actually being like you will like i got something to tell you i got something to share with you because you, you, this is something that it's. I'm being called to invite you, and which means you're probably being called to participate, and then it works. It just kind of literally. you I fucking really see it. Like you, we're altering timelines at this point. We're literally altering timelines. Yeah. We're shifting from a specific, predictable course of life into, the brand unknown, like the brand unknown, and it's crazy, eh? It's crazy. It's crazy. It this alters is, forever, brother. Yeah.
0: This it, is one thing that. I mean, I have talked about it way too much, so I'm not going to like quote it constantly, but this is one of the takeaways for me was from Landmark was like, when you say things out loud and you mean them, it makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, Brooke, this girl in Australia, so she did Landmark because I invited her to my Tuesday night. Nice. And I invited her to my Tuesday night when she was kind of just like my friend. And then we started kind of seeing each other. Yeah because she did landmark and we just were so easy at communicating with each other. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, she got up on the mic at another Tuesday night when I invited another friend of mine when at my next weekend that I mm. did. And she basically said, you know what? It's crazy. Cause I realized how powerful sharing really is because Dakota got up on the mic when I was here, just checking it out. And he talked about how he had never talked to his dad in his life. And the crazy connection that he ended up having with that guy right after. And she realized that she could be doing that too. So she, you know, called her mom, who she hasn't been talking to in years. And then she went on the mic and shared that whole thing. And then my friend was like, this is crazy. I have to do this now. Like, I, people, you can just get the value. Absolutely. Of, of, like, spreading knowledge and
1: spreading ideas Absolutely. and spreading experiences. Yeah.
0: yeah. It's crazy.
1: And and you can like... Landmark is, Landmark is also really good and effective in that it like compartmentalizes it again in a very like 1.5 way. They don't talk about spiritual stuff and they talk about like real fucking earthly issues. You know, the, our earthly issues is what bonds us all in the soul level, right? Because spiritually, some of us may get some karmas, may, some of us may get some bad spirits in us that we got to deal with. But at the pure level... We're all related through like a cloud of similar issues. Our brothers, our sisters, our family, our jobs, like it's predictably the same. So the amount of like the amount of transformation that can occur out of a sharing is it's it's like one-to-one. Literally one-to-one. It's profound, dude. I I like I'm like extra conscious these days (laughs) about sharing. Because I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready for for me to change your life. Like alter it to that degree. nice because it's it really then uh, uh, at some level it becomes about like acknowledging your power Mm -hmm. right like like for somebody like you dude, that like people will come into your life and you can like claim it i had a friend of mine that gave me this breakthrough and um and he's great because he's like we've done landmark together there's a crazy synchronicity we know each other from a decade ago fast forward to this year where we saw each other again as coaches for landmark and he's done a bunch of the spiritual work. He's done a bunch of plant medicine ceremonies. So we're like literally, like, our, we're mirrors of each other even though we haven't talked, we've seen each other maybe like five times over the last five, 10 years. Yeah. And, and, uh, and similar paths. And I remember um, we were in the middle of a coaching program and he comes and he said it. And he's the most humble guy too. But he, should, he said this, he's like, he's like, yeah. He was, telling, he was telling me, he was like, you're really powerful. He's like, I just acknowledge my power. He's like, when people come into my life their life isn't the same anymore. It's just facts. Like it's just facts. People who have come to me with a situation and the way that I'll respond, it will alter things. Whether or not they decide to act on it, even the knowing of perspective, the knowing of do like of how things can elevate, escalate, move in different shit. Like all the things he's like, I'm walking transformation. And I was like, Wow. Wow. Yeah, that is some that's, <laughs> that's like f- literally just fucking owning your power. Yeah. And it's as simple as
0: that as owning it. I have a friend who, I can't even remember who it was. I'm pretty sure it was one of my friends who's a coach. Mm-hmm. Brought it up with me a year and probably six months ago, right when I started my podcast. And I used to talk about this project so, like it was such a small thing. Um, and even at that point, I had been professionally published on like 10 different websites. So it was kind of me not choosing to own the author- that I'm an authority on this topic. Yeah. And... And, and she was like, well, why, why don't you see yourself that way? Because you read about this stuff. You practice this stuff. You talk about this stuff. You write about this stuff. And you've been doing it for years. You do it more than almost anyone else. Like you are the authority. Yeah. You just have to decide that you are. <laughs> and I, was, I kind of stopped and thought about it for a second. And then it took me like a year to actually decide that that's what I'm going to do.
1: You know, Mm, I don't
0: think I really realized it's tough.
1: It's, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to even claim it because it's, it's so apparent. It's, we share all the time and we're so unconscious about our sharing, especially if you know, you have a regular job and you're talking about like just like regular nonsense that isn't impactful, meaning like, again, timelining altering, like I'm talking like timelining altering, meaning like the fucking AI can't predict where you're going because your choice is so out of the ordinary. It's literally extraordinary. That would be that like, it would have you act in ways that you've never been before, which would open up possibilities and all the stuff that we talk about. And by the way, I also believe now that it is a hundred percent spiritually bonded. Like a hundred percent spiritually bonded. The work you're doing right now, it's like to discuss it as transformation in the landmark way is too low. It's too low. The, what's coming is the great awakening, is the great age of Aquarius, is the it's the the un the the rebalance of energies like that the the actual evolution of humanity. Oh yeah. Interwoven with technological upgrades, interwoven with plant medicines, interwoven with like new alternative night lives. Like this whole thing is just happening at the fuck. Sure. Like, all of it's just happening at the same right? time. Right. Yeah. And this is what I love doing because these are kind of topics that are
0: talked uh, talked about on such like a big level, like the 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 awakening, everyone the, the consciousness shift. Yeah. yeah. But. Just to put that in such practical terms, you look at the world of work right now and it's like people are deciding to be freelancers. Big corporations, I work at a big ad agency and that industry is crumbling, man, because people are saying, why am I giving all of my profit to a company that just tells me when to come in and they dictate what hours I have to work and everything? I literally have skills I could do completely yeah, on my own. Yeah,
1: that's the first little red pill. And that's, that's happening like, everywhere.
0: Everywhere in the and world. And companies are saying, you can have flex hours now. You can yeah. work remotely because
1: they have to. Yeah, 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 because yeah, Because yeah. this
0: is wh- how people think right now. This is this is a shift in the way people see work and the way people see life. Oh, And yeah. the way they see
1: bringing value into life and the things that they do. Yeah. And um, I'm going to invite you to put, put, on, put on your third eye and your eagle view be, and notice how it also matches. Like, it also matches in other in other patterns, in other in other dimensions. What do I mean by that? Like, quite literally. So, let's just timeline this shit. Like, literally timelines. So you got all this, the economy of being hired, the economy of technological evolution or industrial evolution. People plugging out of it. Now, you still need the economic trade, right? You still need to, I need to do something of value and I need to pay my rent. And I, need, I still live as a part of an ecosystem that wasn't by design by me, that doesn't, allow me to just be like, I'm going to sage this shit up into abundance. Like it just doesn't <laughs> work like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. However, do you also see alternate and parallel trends like crypto, like really crypto coming into place. Right. And others, other things that are supportive of microeconomies, of yeah. tribes yeah, man. of where you can, of where you can now, now no long Like you do not actually, eventually we will not even need to be depending on this, like large organizations that just own the capital in the world because you will be able to have an offering. You'll be able to have like a live podcast q and I'm going to sell it at 60 bucks. And then your tribe just is consistently committed to, to, you're consistently committed to serving them. They're consistently committed to serving you. You got like a couple of thousand dollars a month that just literally serving who you're already supposed to serve. Next thing you know, you start questioning like, oh, wow, maybe I don't need that much money. This is enough. And then it gives you enough freedom to serve more. So then you're adding more, more value. And then, the overlapping of the Venn diagrams is gigantic because that means that the people that I serve are the people that probably want to listen to your podcast. The people that listen to your podcast probably want to be a part of what I'm, what I'm up to. And so then the ecosystem of like even currency, we're now spending it in t- in internally. It's like, why am I going to go spend it like in this online program when I can just give it to my friend who's up to some epic fucking epic shit? And then that's it. It Help them for a living and then the money just kind of comes back and then it... Right? Dude, this is called a lot of economists,
0: just very advanced people. uh, Most, like, classic logical thinkers, I guess, haven't really predicted this but there are a lot of economists who have predicted this coming up. It's the sharing economy where because of the internet, because everything is being spread out, like it spreads out the access to information, the access to sharing, the access to... Making money. Like, it just spreads everything out. And in the long term, it's going to, like... Everyone can be afraid about governmental systems right now, but in the long term... In the long term, A lot yeah. of people think this is just going to make everything better and
1: oh, yeah. totally even. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it just, there's actually no other alternative because the system in which we are in is so flawed. It's just so flawed. It doesn't, it doesn't fit the amount of people. It doesn't fit the resources available to us. So we will... And by the way, economists may know that, but I know from very good sources that, like... The people in power that handle the structures of governance, that handle the structure of, of legality, and all these different spheres—they predicted the shit, man. They predicted. It. I can literally send you the documents and the PDFs and they're like twenty, thirty, four. That's how they're gonna look like. They predicted micro microeconomies. They really? predicted micro. So people in the government. Oh, bro! Are ready? So are they afraid? Are they afraid of it? They're just—they're already planning for it. Oh. they literally literally—they're literally talking and discussing how. I I have the documents I can send them to you it's like how they will how eventually government will have to work with the leaders of these microeconomies to make sure that the values are aligned this is in the negative sense like they, they're they planning this in the negative sense but to be able to have that kind of foresight this means that statistically they predicted it okay and we're in the front end of it actually happening so it just makes just connect A to B and it's for sure going to happen yeah. so it's for sure going to happen now it's very much against it's very very much against when you think about urban cities and the kind of movements, right? It's like you move to a city like Toronto, Toronto was already selected to become a Google home without nobody really choosing. Right. And yeah. nobody no, like fucking dog, oh, we're just going to accept AI and be like automated. Like, is that the direction we're going? Freedom level in urbanizations is at the bottom. Like, there's nothing, there's nothing in there. Oh, especially if the Google,
0: like that's kind of a scary idea. Well, as Ken, much as technology is cool. Anyways, i two see the going. two
1: CEOs, uh, of alphabet, uh, today
0: yeah i read that too
1: it's the one guy's in charge of both now (laughs) so good they're all the whole shebang is going to come down we really got to gear up for 2020 gear up get your tribe and then and actually because everything's going to collapse it's just it's just everything's going to collapse and then whether and this 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 even this restructuring is happening in a like i would say in a multi-dimensional level the forces that are pulling the economists and the systems of governance are fucking evil, man. And they are using evil means to obtain the power that they do. And the rising in, the rising of the Great Awakening, whether you want to call it of light or of God or spirit or whatever you want, to, it is what's required to bring that opposite force into balance. And they've been in power for as longest, longest of time. Now, I've been getting into ast- astrology recently a lot. And it, it actually all makes perfect sense, whether or not you go the mayans whether you're the egyptians whether you go the more a more contemporary astrological level the shift is so fucking real it's unpredictable through the stars for fucking thousands of years <laughs> like thousands of years and we're just now catching up with the knowledge Be like oh shit they've been all they've been right all along whatever they're pulling their information from it's it's been fucking working and it's yeah. been accurate as hell
0: man i heard the craziest thing the other day yeah i went down that rabbit hole of the mayan good ruins and whatnot yeah, yeah. but with the 2012, because that was the end of their calendar. That was when a lot of people thought the world was just going to explode. Yeah. But um, this one kind of blew my mind. Because one thing I'm fascinated with, because I really, the way kind of the course of how my thinking has progressed is like, my life revolved around just passions and snowboarding. And Gee. I like, that was something I was obsessed with. And I was fortunate to be really good at it. And I had a lot of fun and a lot of opportunities with it. And then it kind of didn't work out. like I had a knee injury, just did it just didn't work out. and uh, and then I was like, okay, well, that clearly doesn't work. I should have been a logical thinker all along. Mm. And then I went into the full logical lifestyle for a long time. Mm. and just then I kind into of to the left brain. Yeah, and now I kind of have come out somewhere in the middle, and I'm quite happy with where I'm nice. at. but um, but uh, I forget where I was even going with that. You're,
1: you, you're the Mayans, so you start, oh yeah, you yeah. Were,
0: start exploring that yeah, yeah so. I was just going to say, like, I got into all of this stuff through a very logical mind and just kind mm. of being amazed by how it all adds up. It all adds up. Like, if you're looking literally it, on it scientific is, is levels, man, it's crazy how much it all adds up with all the crazy spiritual stuff you hear. Oh, yeah. Um, and... It's, there's the no mind, coincidences. Yeah. No coincidences. So, the mind calendar ended on December 21st, I think, yeah. 2012.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, 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 2012.
0: Yeah, like... No. We, yeah, twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. So within two weeks before that, the Higgs boson particle was discovered. Mm. That was the h- particle that proved that there are more dimensions than than four. How crazy is that? It's People perfect. were like, oh, "It's perfect." Nothing ever happened. It's like actually, science just proved other dimension that there are seven other dimensions. Yeah, we can't see them, but that's nuts. It's so that means nuts. that like
1: I don't know. It's just. That's an insane coincidence. There is to me. there is no coincidence, brother. There is like absolutely no coincidence. And and when you, and it's if, when you think about it, the the fucking the like the really low level knowledge that we're fed. We, we it's actually I wouldn't even I wouldn't even call it knowledge. I just call information that we're fed on. That in comparison to the knowledge capital K, that we've just it's been lost. It's been fucking lost. Like, and and it's it's it's. It's, I think it's really important for specifically like our tribe to like really recla- reclaim, like actually reclaim spiritually that quest for truth. Capital T again. Like I'm not talking like just regular truth. I'm talking capital T. Like exploring the knowledge of the ancients. And, and I don't even mean like as means to like just drop everything and do it, but there are functionally, meaning like, I mean, I'm, when I say functional, I'm like specifically saying as in like it will alter the way that you look at things and the way you live. Things that you, like you, we can pull from. So, you know, our relationship from the very basic, our relationship to nature. Right? Like all these things our relationship to nature. Whether or not you get into like deep into herbs, deep into, no, no, no. Just like understanding that like we have to honor our home. We have to, we have absolutely zero knowledge of the sun what is the sun's role in our in our in our development? Where does it come from? How did it get there? Like what is it telling us? What are the stars telling us? What are the, why are they around? Like all this really profound, profound out of language. Actually out of language. And this is the breaking point between landmark and esoteric and, and, and this the pursuit of knowledge, capital K, capital T or truth. Right? Is that when you um, the study of symbols? Because Language, and you will you know this very clearly, I don't know if you talked about it in another podcast, but sharing, transformation happens in, in, in language, always, because sharing just happens in language. However, it's also not the whole truth, because you can also just hug somebody and get healed. Some people do have, like, some people will literally be with you and, like, just being surrounded in space, you would be like, fuck, I feel better. Sometimes, apply medicine, which is completely outside the realm of, of conscious thought or rationale or language will be like, whoa, well, okay, now I'm like cleared of things that I've been journaling for fucking a decade and I can't get over it. and all of a sudden I'm fucking cleared. I fucking threw it up. I literally threw it up and although physically it looks like you threw it up, the experience you had, it was a fucking snake, a golden snake that was coming out of you and <laughs> the beaming light. Like, who, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and to... And to, like, actually look into the pursuit of truth from that place. To be like, okay, well, this is what I consider medicine. I consider a Tylenol. I say this medicine. But what about all these other things i have been around that are teaching us in, of layers of ourselves that are beyond our understanding, language understanding, right? And that includes, for example, one of the things that I'm um, having all the, the insights from Landmark of Language and exploring esoteric teachings above that is that, like, symbolism is huge, bro. Like symbolism, it is the it is like the creation of language, the creation of meaning exists in symbolism. You know, when you look at the stars, the reason why archetypes work is because the archetypes are just symbols. So I may look at the stars and 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 be like, oh, that's that's Thor, that's Zeus, and for me, it represents this: this is my masculinity, is my deep, the power to alter things, like whatever it is. But for you, it's going to be different, and that's exactly where these spiritual path really really goes through. It's, it's the avenue in which you pick the archetype, you pick the symbol, you pick the direction which you're going to go and then it's totally yours. Notice how they, the, the, the thing in common between our tribes is that exact same thing. For some people, maybe painting. For some people, they're really into the Mayans. For some people, they're really into the fucking Gaia way. Like There's all these different ways but at the end of the day, it's like, what makes us Now, to make it even more coincidence creepy, everything also seems to aim to the fact that it is by design by design that those that are chasing those truths are like being in a way selected to have those truths and to be in the path of finding them and that just makes it like okay so then how much of it is my choice how much of it is like it calling me and yeah. trying to like a deeper understanding of like how much am i thinking it's me doing it versus now it's just fucking right funneling through that's something i think about all the time yeah is
0: like, did I choose this or was it kind of bound to hit me all along? <laughs> yeah. Actually, doesn't that blow... That blows my mind sometimes. Like, I, I don't even think of a choice. Fate versus yeah. versus conscious creation is a yeah. question I like asking mm. a lot of people mm. because, I mean, we're talking about hippie 2.0. Like, mm-hmm. literally people who are like so out there that a lot of their maybe thoughts aren't even that grounded in anything.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, just wake up and see whatever I end up. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I don't... To me... There is an element of fate, but it's like you can literally decide. Absolutely. Like you can't, I don't know. It's a weird thing because it's like, can you really believe in both if they're totally contradictory? Yeah. I don't know. I think you kinda gotta choose which one you wanna live by. Yeah, I mean it's like an archetype. Yeah, it really it's is. It's kind of like a lifestyle
1: design. It really is. And then I, I I find like a lot of this I can't get too stuck on that. I can't get too stuck on that. I do I do a perfect. I mean, I got this out of the 12 steps. Like it's the the prayer of like God, please show me where I can make a difference and then show me where I can't so I can let it go and then give me the wisdom to know the difference
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, then say, and then renounce because there is such a thing. And for most of them, I think for most of us, this is the problem when the, I would actually pres- I would literally, I, would, I don't generally say the word problem, but I would probably present it as a problem of a landmark that is just too much in your head. It's too much, it's too much in, in creation. It's too much in like, I'm in control. I'm in charge. Yeah. Because you're, you're not. We're not. <laughs> For sure. Like a big chunk of it not. You don't need to decide whether, this, whether the sun comes out. You don't going to decide whether this is going to snow. Maybe technologically, we may be able to at some point to start playing godlike like that. But at least the stars and that stuff above ourselves and within ourselves, no fucking choice. Now, it's just a matter of perception where I decided that I'm like, okay, I'm in charge of 100%. Perception-wise, maybe 100%. But realistically... Everything that alters is complete. It's just outside of our outside of our realm. So I'm very. That's literally at the source of my spirituality. Right okay. at the source. Okay. Right at the source, like a yeah, faith. Yeah. a faith. So for example, I have faith in Jesus, and I have my Jesus. My Jesus faith is not very like is not uh, Catholic oriented. It is entirely, entirely based on the same awe-strucking synchronicity that brought you, brought you and I together, that brought my dad and my mom together into a spiritual retreat that was a Christian spiritual retreat that made them fall in love and have me. I'm in endless gratitude to Jesus. Like, that's it. Just like, forget about everything else. He was epic. He was an epic dude. But archetype-wise, it's just a, a 100% gratitude for what it represents. Yeah. It doesn't even matter whether or not it's true. The ar- The archetype brought my parents together brought them into light, brought them into love. It still has them in love and in light and raising, filling my life with blessings, filling my brother's life with blessings. And again, that's the dipping point, right? Whether or not you then want to go study the Bible and get into whether or not Jesus is, it doesn't matter. I take as much as that can affect my living. The rest of it is just like, okay, I renounce it. Give it faith. Let it go. The best is the best is yet to come. Whatever's going to happen is meant to happen.
0: Yeah, cool. Right. Yeah, I like that. I mean, that was a great rant, but I liked, I like the way that one. you kind of described that you can't control everything. Cause that is something that I think a lot of, like when you first start doing this kind of work, a lot of the content is like, yeah, you can be a millionaire. Like, I feel mm. like that's what gets people into it almost. Yes. And then they start going down this path of just like, no, you can just like be like sound mentally and happy yeah. and yeah. very content. Yeah. But that's, I love this kind of debate to the law of attraction. Cause mm-hmm. Man, the secret. A lot of people honestly shit on the law of attraction because the secret came out, and it teaches you like go and just think about something and it will come to life. Mm. But really, if you don't get to control what happens. You get to. It's about like the magnetic forces. Like attracts like. Just be exactly the kind of person you want to be. Yeah. Like sure, if you want to be a bazillionaire, you have to be that first, and then mm. it will start coming towards you. Yeah the kind of person who's a billionaire, that person works 15 hours a day and like is constantly educating and a, they're like a type A person to the yeah. max.
1: Which most you know? of us, which most of us I think that that's like the, that's really the, that's really the inconsistency. And so my, 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 uh, my judgment of the secret or manifestation in that way, it really isn't about the practice itself because that's absolutely brilliant. Like you definitely want to be embodying who you want to be. It's this cuteness, this cuteness of what we think we want to be Versus like who we're supposed to be or what's actually our true self, like, and that's why I generally would say like the first step is really just like reclaim everything, renounce a bunch of things so you can go back into like who am I, because when you do into like I want to have all this money, I want to live by the ocean, I want to I want to do this or that, like so much of that is like who like so much of that is actually ha- has been fed. Dude, I remember when I first came to Canada ten years ago and I was like. Oh, I was going to set a finance. I can see my black Mercedes and I can see myself in a suit. I was like, what the fuck? It took a little while of like self-knowledge to be like, that has nothing to do. Yeah. And somewhere along the lines, I believed it to be true. But you were, that's a lot
0: of, I, used, I thought that for a little point in my life too. But yeah. it's because we're programmed.
1: That's what you're taught. A hundred percent. To want. hundred percent. It's so a fucking program. It's like a literal program. Want. Yeah. So that's a program. This is one of the new things I love about spirituality. And that's one of the things I love about Jordan specifically. Jordan has been like really transformational because I'm I'm a little more traditional in my spirituality, but he's really um, he's really altered the way that I perceive things because even in the it's it's so very true that even ancient spiritualities or ancient traditions are also ancient. They haven't actually accumulated all the new knowledge that we that we recruit with time. So for example, even changing the words right. Whereas now you could say something like. You know, like, I'm dealing with something and it's just a negative program. It's something that now becomes accessible to everybody. You can say that to anybody. Like, you can say that to be like, whatever it is that you're running right now that is shame or guilt, it's just a program. It's a program that it's either through some trauma and it literally stays in the thinking pattern that you can just decode as a program. And it's just that instead of saying, instead of saying, is your ego. Your ego is just showing up as the nothing, like whatever. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like going that direction. Where people, people are gonna be like, oh, yeah, I can't relate to that. Which is like, I love it. It's this new, you know. Joe Dispenza's been, it's been great. I haven't. Oh man, I He's never read any. Dude, I never read any Joe Dispenza. You never what? I haven't truly haven't read any Joe Dispenza. Oh okay, I read one of his books, but I've just been getting downloads from the people that have read a lot of it and like huge fans, and I'm like, perfect. That's, that's exactly where it should be at. It, it's amazing,
0: eh? Yeah. Like people who have horrible tendencies in their behaviors. It's literally like something shitty happened. You decided to put up walls and to approach life this way. Yeah. And when you put in time to, to do the self work, you're like get, opening the blinders up and just remove it. Like to me, it is mind blowing how simple it is. Mm. I don't know if there's, maybe there's a reason that this isn't being taught. Like are people trying to hide this? It's mm. to me, it's so simple. Yeah. But Jordan I Spence mean, is almost like a godsend in that way.
1: Like he's yeah. changing people's lives. Absolutely, dude. I would put all of those guys into that category. I put like Joe Spencer, Wim Hof, even somebody like Joe Rogan. Like spiritually, we we're not even grokking and understanding the significance of the the consciousness shift. Oh yeah, like the consciousness shift is gigantic, and we just because we're, we're just like in the midst of it, so we don't really really realize it, and we don't, you know, when you think about the word of a uh, the word shaman and like. Shamans were literally the the connection towards the the things of out of this world. You literally take that definition and you it applies to all of them. Like it applies to Wim Hof, it applies to Joe Rogan, it applies to Joe Dispenza, it applies to Eckhart Tolle, like all of them. You know, in ways they're 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 it's the the pursuit of alchemy, the pursuit of like the truth outside of this this little machinery. And we achieve it through the, the practices are always the same. They've fucking always been the same. The meditation, the movement, getting to your body, getting to your getting into the air, like literally absorb this reality that we live in. And that's, that's right. The clarity. Yeah. This, now, do you believe, I want to ask you, Yeah, go for do it. you believe that, so what's happening when, when you, when you, cause and like, cause I've, I've had my own mind. I made up my own mind about it without actually reading Joe Dispenza about what, what, what's actually occurring when you do that, when you do some sort of, mental projection or use your imagination to go other places. In shamanism, there's one of the main qualities of shamans, like imagination. It's one of the key things of, of shamans. And that's why so many of them go crazy because you can also just like go too much on the one side. That's the thing, eh? Yeah, 100%, dude. Interesting. 100%. 100%, 100%. I shaman- never knew that. Yeah, a lot of shamans go crazy. And and even in the way they talk, It's, it's uh, there's I, I'm very interested. I just bought a book on shamanism that I'm, I'm just... Uh, is I, that one? No. Okay. That one's good. <laughs> you can have if you want to read. <laughs> I, I might take you up on that. Um, but I've read a little bit enough that at the beginning to talk about like imagination being one of the key things. Okay. And so then that, one of the things that brings into question, and this is related to what I want to ask you is, you know, so there's certain individuals that have already naturally accessed this kind of knowledge, right? Like Joe Dispenza may have just rec- like, just received this understanding. Where does it come from? What is it? Um, it? Is it is it copy it copy-pasteable? Like, can you actually teach it to others? And or or is it connected to like? Is it connected to a spiritual gene? Is it connected to like some sort of specific medium like superpower that some people do have it, but some people don't have it? Which is the, what you were saying before. Like, how come it's not mainstream? I often wonder that too because I'm like, well, so far my understanding is that it's just not for everybody. Like, actually, mm-hmm. but I want to know where. Those three questions. So like, oh, what do you think does it come from? <laughs> flipping it. Flipping Such the a boxes. hard question. Um, I just wonder, because you've, you've also got to the esoteric about it. So I wonder if sure. you also see an overlapping of coincidence in there too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know? I mean, did you want to ask your other ones too or do you want me to answer this first? You just go. go okay. <laughs> I think a good way to word this is, um, this is like, kind of came from a totally unrelated thing but i was listening to this startup podcast about chip wilson and when he founded lululemon and and uh one thing that he says in there and it's not about spiritual stuff at all but he basically says you know what once i hear about something three or four times or i see something three or four times i recognize that there's something there Mm -hmm. like this this is a trend there's something real and tangible Behind what is happening, mm. um, at least if it, if these things are like the same thing you keep hearing, and this girl who I think I was hanging out with her like a year ago, she brought it up with me, and she was like, "What do you think about like time, the time dimension?" <laughs> and and she basically said that Will I am had an episode on the Oprah podcast where Oprah was asking him about his meditation practice, and he said, "I meditate." but it's more of a prayer. And I'm praying to the future version of myself and the past version of myself mm. because I know that time is not linear. And he goes into the scientific stuff. He's like, it's, Who's this? it's Who's almost this? proven. Will I am like the musician. Oh, wow. From, yeah. And it's like, a, apparently I don't know the research, but apparently this is like a thing that physicists are debating. It's like, if is time even real? Mm-hmm. And what'd you think? Oh, this is where I don't really know anymore. Okay. And okay. I'm starting to think like, yeah, the more, this is like getting into like some hippie 2.0 stuff, but I'm starting to think there's just like the knowledge just exists in mm-hmm. another plane of some sort. Mm-hmm. And once you start fully devoting yourself to something, it just starts coming to you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been kind of sitting it down, writing a lot of content for this course that I'm kind of brainstorming and things are just flowing through my brain, like connections of thoughts that are totally unrelated that I've never Thought before, Mm. and I'm just sitting there like, and this goes back to what I was saying earlier. And I'm like, how did I end up here? I was like a snowboarder bro who thought all I was gonna do was like bartend and live in Whistler snowboarding, and somehow I'm here doing this now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Teaching meditation and and have a mindfulness podcast, and and like diving into like crazy topics while I'm working on my career at the same time. Like, how did this happen? (laughs) I don't even know how to answer that. Like, I think this, I think this, the knowledge exists. I think you're kind of downloading it. I totally do. Mm -hmm. It's like the, you hear it a lot. Like I hear it all the time. Yeah. 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 But I totally think that they kind of exist and you're just kind of tuning in to Mm -hmm. the right topics at the right time. And things are just kind of like connecting to you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I recently heard, I recently heard this guy describe something really wicked and it actually related very well to like the astrology that I was learning. So, so this guy, um, talks about, how the reason why like ancient cultures were able to do and achieve the things they were doing, like if they were potentially, they were picking up the rocks through their minds and building these pyramids like that, that it was because their collective consciousness, their belief that that was doable was so high that it becomes doable, right? That it like, it actually becomes doable. And that's kind of where I see it's happening right now. You know, it's like, it's it's really the breakthrough and whether or not the psychedelics are coming to us by government design or by like social design versus like us actually going after them and the connection between that and like artificial intelligence coming through in terms of like the, uh, the brain shift that needs to occur to kind of create that adaptability. Like how much is that is by design versus how much of it is choice. Down is like highly debatable, but no matter what the shift is what's apparent. Oh yeah. And that's what really, that's kind of what, what I'm, what, uh, really what I get out of even your sharing in terms of like, cause then all of a sudden when you have a conversation about what's been shifting about you, it no longer is about like, Oh, you're crazy. Like you're the only one that's going through this. You're like connecting with others. You're like, Nope, that's my life too. And then my, that's my life too. So that at belief level, it then all of a sudden becomes possible. So whether or not I actually been wondering yeah, yeah. this, like whether Dude, or not that's it, a great—I like that perspective a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm th- I'm just piecing it together and how it's so real in my own life. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, no. It no. just it's is so real.
1: Yeah, at the, some level, that belief, that belief, because it's like it, and, and, and by the way, that it, it's fucking apparently obvious because just because we believe we can fly in planes, we got the planes, but they're surreal. Like they're yeah. surreal. Just be, because we can break <sighs> atom particles. Like, it's fucking surreal, but we believe we can do it. We work to do it and we, we kind of build up to it. It's the only really reason that's like breaking it. So that's why I see the reasoning behind the Joe Dispenza stuff being like, man, you breach that gap through belief. Like, it will alter. I mean, who knows if it's actually a superpower of us. Um, and I do believe, I do believe. So I, I, the second question that I want to ask you, it, that I want to ask you is like, if you wonder if. Because you said about like it's not mainstream. So do you wonder if there's certain people that are just more tapped into and then like like there's just people that are tapped into some people that aren't? Is that the perfect balance or everybody's supposed to be? Like where's your stand in that?
0: Oh, I think this is like... No, I think like everyone should be. You think that everyone not, should be? M- maybe not everyone. You know what? This is something that I like. I, I quote people a lot. But even Joe Rogan on his podcast once, he was like, you know what? I used to always say like, people should be tapped in or people should try psychedelics. And now I've just kind of look at it differently and I'm like, people can do whatever they want or whatever they should. The right people will do the right things that for them mm-hmm. in the right time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, I do think there's a lot of tremendous value in opening up your consciousness and, and, and really becoming somebody who spends a lot of energy going within and figuring things out in- internally so that you can find those people externally and find, purposes externally that align with all of that. But at the same time, yeah, like you almost have to be called to it in the right way or else it's just not going to hit you the same. Yeah. Um, there's this, well, right after, um, the one plant medicine retreat, uh, where I met you, basically I was researching all this stuff a lot. Cause I'm always fascinated that you know, really one of the things, again, going back to how I got into all this stuff through being a very logical thinker, mm-hmm. I was studying kind of like successful habits and there's a lot of like Tim Ferriss content around what are the similarities of people who have it all, Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah but yeah. this is
0: not like just rich people. It's like people who like their life is their passion and they're doing well mm-hmm. and a lot of them do all of this stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of them meditate every single day. And a lot of them would do a lot of retreats. Yeah. So I was mind blown. And I was like, this is a similarity. It's a huge pattern.
1: Yeah, it's a huge pattern.
0: Yeah, and there's like a prophecy among the native communities in South America that San Pedro, because that's like the substance in these, I guess these communities, um, once, like, because this is, a, I think this was a prophecy that emerged when Europeans were like taking over their land. So the prophecy was that, yeah, they're going to take over our land and it's going to be like, you know, this is like the era of, I don't know, a lot of evil and suffering. But one day when they reconnect with the plants in the way that we have, the consciousness of the whole world is going to change and we will all be together again. Which is what's fucking happening right now. Right? I heard that prophecy and I was like, pfft, 100 cities in the States are debating decriminalizing mushrooms this year. Like...
1: I watched psychedelic therapy, super viral psychedelic therapy. Yeah, like this stuff is happening so fast. It's happening so fast. It's happening so fast. Yeah, we got to be really careful because, because the thing that will distinguish us from, you know, light can be weaponized, and what I mean by that is like, um, think about like Jesus, Catholicism specifically, like, it's supposed to be light, supposed to be God. However, the some of the greatest wars and the greatest. Killings have been done in the name of light, so a big chunk, a big chunk of the the the, the real fear that I think we need to have as as we pursue enlightenment is is that it is not just about light. You know, it's not just about like being an overwhelming of gratitude and then just numbing yourself out of feeling the other soulful things. You know, I recently learned that distinction between the difference between soul and spirit, and spirit being like the five D. That's like that's very much in the five D. The five D is like detachment and you're going into like visualization and continuing and imagination and we're all one and like it's very much like outside of that and then the soul the soul is the thing that deals with reality you know that's the soul that deals with the fucking voices in your head the anxiety the depression the fucking my friend backstabbed me and i gotta deal with that or i backstab somebody and then i gotta go apologize and deal. like those are reality checks that hurt at the soul level and that was like it really hit me it really hit me and connecting the dots with the psychedelics and the plant medicine, that was like the missing link when I realized it was like, if we do it too much, we should just also pop into the other way. And then you know, suddenly you're like unrelated to, fuck, to how fucking shitty of a person you are, how dysfunctional we are, <coughs> how we lack like integrity, dishonorable, like unreliable. All these other things that are immensely, immensely powerful and immensely real that need to be accounted for mm-hmm. if we, you want to live a powerful life, mm-hmm. right? That is not just about like just tripping or microdosing much all the time because it does or cannabis whatever you want to call it um, so I'm extra conscious of that I'm actually not even conscious bro I'm like worried I'm like worried about the speed of the the speed the rate and the pace of the mainstream um, happening of, of psychedelics because uh, as we were saying before not everybody's ready you know and the, there's there are certain things in mental health I personally believe that there are certain things like karmas that come from the past there are certain things of some people come with two, three spirits in their own body. They come at different timelines. Sometimes they come at the same time and you see them go a little bit crazy. That shit is like, we have zero knowledge of all that. Zero. Ancients knew about that shit and they would deal with it when you were being birthed. They would make sure but they do all the spiritual healing and all the spiritual clearing. If yeah. not, then by the time you're 15, maybe as a man you go through a rite of passage where you learn to fucking deal with your shit so you can be it, make a difference in your community. Mm-hmm. All of, those, all of those things are going on. And I'm yeah. concerned that, like, secretary is just going to be, okay, it's just the key and I'm just going to get to a skip over maturity, oh, emotional yeah. understanding, and intelligence, like actual intelligence. Not information, but, like, actual intelligence. And it's just a forgotten conversation. Yeah, yeah. It really is a forgotten conversation. Everybody just... We, we, and especially for us millennials, right? Like, we're so... Oh, for sure, man. Instant gratification hackers. For sure. I don't
0: think I would have processed things. These would not... Exploring that kind, those kind of modalities would not be helping me in the same way if I hadn't done all the other preliminary. Mm. To me, it's almost like an advanced practice. Yeah. It's like you've done all of this. Yeah. This is one thing I've heard many times. It's like if you want to start doing those kind of things, where you're going to a retreat or something, that's fine. It's good for people. Um, but you gotta be like, you gotta be pretty solid. You have to have built up that foundation of integrity and whatnot. Because those are like experiences that like throw you through a loop and you have to be able to come back to something like solid
1: Absolutely. afterwards. Absolutely. So Absolutely. you have to like build that. Yeah, yeah. Or have it, or like still participate even if you don't build it, but have it, have it be, you know, like rite passages or something huge that we currently don't, don't really have. And um, in this book I'm reading, it's, you, you will love it. It's called Iron John. Iron John, epic, epic book. Uh, it's about deep masculinity. Oh and, nice. yeah. And that, the, um, that's one of my favorite topics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's one of my favorite topics too. We're gonna start doing men's circles soon. That's part of I'll our join. mystics too. Yeah, yeah cool. It's
0: gonna be good shit. I will totally join. Um one
1: of the things he talks about is how we like we shouldn't, in terms of like ideally, spiritually speaking, soulfully speaking, men should not dwell into spirituality after very well past their thirties. Like Everything be very well. You mean like years after thirties? Like in mid thirties is when you maybe start to dwell into that. Okay. And, he, and he really and he quotes some of the some of the natives and how like the elders would purposely do not teach them spiritual, would not grant them access to the spiritual books until after that age. Until that and and, and yes, not only that age and also all the rites of passages. Required to get you to explore spirituality, yeah, yeah, and I think it's fucking brilliant. I think it's absolutely. I think that is definitely the way. I oh, think. Dude. I think that it's so smart. It is. It is way. Of, of what you were talking about the dissociation that can happen, the lack of self awareness, and the lack of like self reliance, self reliance that we that we just have. Like we some of us we. We don't know how to get ourselves out of a hole. You know, you feel shit, smoke a little bit of weed. Okay, I feel better now. Yeah. What, I feel like shit. I'm just going to put some music on my headphones, watch a little Netflix instead of like dealing with, like actually be like, yeah, man, that was a fucked up thing for me to do. I got to go apologize. Right. And it's just, no, 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 I'm just going to, I'm just going to flake and we flake and we ghost. That's where at. That, that's the, that's the first undertaking. Like that's, the, I feel like, that, I mean, oh yeah. I'm that's like, pro- like square like one. Integrity. That's like the, the square one. That's yeah. really where, where it needs to be at. Like, I don't know, when did you move to Canada? Uh, 10 years ago. 10 years ago? Like, in the year 29? Actually, Actually, no, 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 no. Uh, 12 years ago, and then I went back to Mexico for a couple of years. Oh, so, so you were be, here for high school? Uh, college. I right, uh, started did college here. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, fair enough. So 18.
0: Okay, cool. 18. Well, yeah, like, I don't know what it was like growing up in Mexico, but like, kids smoke weed all the time here. Right. Like, I'm sure like it was somewhat like that in Mexico too, but it maybe was... a little crazier here.
1: I think, I think here is more like commonplace. Okay.
0: Yeah. It's like super, it, obviously it's high like, school is just like super normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And this is like just a very simple example of that. But like, um, I guess we got legalized like a year and a half ago, but I don't even smoke weed that much. I will literally use it as a medicine to fall asleep once in a while. I just don't, I've gone through points in my life where I smoked a bit more than that, but. So it's not really, it's just not a habit of mine, but I'm not against it. I do it. I enjoy it sometimes, but I have friends who smoked a shit ton of weed in high school. And then I have all my friends, if I had to classify all my stoners, all my stoner friends, (laughs) some of them are exceptions. I have some high functioning stoner friends who are doing well. I have a bunch of those. And they were like that through high school and forever. But if I put all my stoner friends in the side of the room, a lot of them started smoking weed like in university. And they mm. smoke weed every day still. But a lot of them started smoking weed in like grade, grade eight or seven or nine. And they smoked weed every day ever since then. And there's such a difference in who oh, they right. are. Wow. There's such a difference. I just don't think... Yeah, And I think maybe this is one of the good things about weed being legal is maybe kids in high school can't just like get weed from some dude on the street as easily anymore. Mm-hmm. Probably still is super easy, but there's a maturity that I, even weed, it's like, you should probably start smoking it once you're somewhat of an adult. A hundred percent. Once you realize that when you smoke, you're not going to be able to do shit later that
1: night. Like, I don't know. It will alter your perception. It will alter the way you feel about things and how reliable are your feelings. And first of all, how bad. reliable are your feelings in the first place? So then add, add add chemicals. It's like, how reliable are your feelings at all? As, as cues for, am I on the rightful, am I on the rightful pad or the, the wrongful path, you know? Yeah. Um, is there such a thing as righteousness? Is there such a thing as righteousness? Like, that's like, that's another one that I've I, I was I've been exploring a lot on, like spiritually, because again, it's like a very 3D concept, but it applies in the 5D because it, it shows up as intuitions. It shows up as like, you know, like what is the rightful way to do, what is the rightful way to act? But the inside is, the anxiety may be imaginary of the situation that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Having all those things be diluted, I feel like, I don't know, man. I, especially for men, like I feel like specifically for men, there's just all this like bottled up trauma that we don't really deal with. Oh yeah. That to have it numb, we're doing a great disservice. We're doing a great service to ourselves. We're doing a great service to our brothers, to our sisters, to our lovers. Like, it just like it really, really catapults. And yeah. I'm, I'm, and I catch myself being hypocritical, hypocritical about things. You know, like sometimes I'll, I'll end up aiding myself in medicine, and that's the kind of sacred relationship that if we are going to undertake it, actually not we are, but for sure are, as a society, we're like definitely going that direction. Um, that, you know, it's fucking sacred. It like actually sacred, not fucking sacred, sacred. <laughs> <laughs> Take away the
0: emphasis. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and even the political climate is interesting when it comes to, like you were saying, a, man, a man, having a men's circle, like that's amazing. Seriously, what I found I had like a super a a breakup like a couple a few years ago and dude it was just like I had no concept of what healthy masculinity really was Mm. and um I mean I could go down so many rabbit holes with that topic but I started studying it and holy shit it's been like it's done wonders for my relationships in general
1: nice
0: but my life has changed but yeah like to go back, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm trying to like decide which which rabbit hole to roll down with this, but
1: you're gonna alter, it. you're gonna make a difference. Get ready. <laughs> you're gonna make a difference.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, seriously, like, yeah. even on the political side, this is where it kind of freaks me out because, in in, I don't know, I feel like with the right people, with a conscious community, people just see it as a bunch of men who want to talk, and it actually is giving men an opportunity to be a better man because you're hearing about it and having the chance to communicate and converse with other guys who are a positive influence on, on you. But there was a story that came out a few years ago where at U of T, one guy tried to start a men's group and it was seen as this like horrible thing where it was like, wow, you like misogynist, piece of shit dude trying to start a men's circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like in the it was on CBC, it was on the news and everything.
1: I wanna get I want to start up once I get on the news and just be like, we're starting whatever the fuck we want. You get no say about it. (laughs) Right? This is part of the fucking problem in Canada though. Oh yeah, dude it's like like a specific issue in Canada.
0: Oh yeah, I know man. Things have gone pretty far with that where people are like, you can't do that. It's like we're back to square one where you're telling people you're you're discriminating again.
1: Yeah. Like we've gone too far. It's so messed it's up. absolutely nuts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where should we take it from here? My human um, my human design. Have you ever done a human design? No. You never done human design. I don't know what well you get I it. can
0: imagine what it is, but I don't really know I don't what think, the term means. I don't think it means something. I don't, it, think, I don't, think, something I don't think he
1: knows what you think it means because when somebody told me I was like, eh, it sounds like something I would know. It's like, I didn't know. I have okay. no idea. So okay, it's, then it's, I probably it, don't have a clue. It's very cool, and I don't know enough to nearly talk about it with detail, but it basically matches your birth, um, like, birthday, location, and uh, and when, like, time when you were born. And it literally will give you a mapped-out design of, like, astrological strengths and weaknesses. Oh, oh man.
0: So, my first girlfriend I ever had in high school... Um, yeah, her, her older sister was a lawyer who was super into like pretty, like a lot of astrology stuff. And yeah, and I mean, you know, up until that point, the only astrology stuff I'd ever seen is like newspaper clippings where they're like, Aries, like you're going to have like a week of crazy excitement. And like that was it. So you'd be like, this is obviously horseshit. But she showed up with this book that was probably, I swear to God, it was probably like the thickest book I've ever seen. Um, probably like five inches high and it had every single birthday and like time of day on that day. And it was basically a book like that. Yeah. And That's it true. blew my
1: mind how accurate it, could, it, it was could be, for could, everyone in my family. Dude, it's like that shit is like, I mean, I now firmly, like firmly believe in that more than other belief structures that I have. Like when I, when I think about like, when I think about ayahuasca, like, point zero zero two percent of what's actually happening happen in, in, in discernment like in in understanding yeah, yeah. um and, and in terms of like putting my faith towards it like I'm, I'm very much a student i'm very totally a student of that um when it comes to when it comes to the astrology I wouldn't call uh, i would still call myself a student however the reliability of it both from a contemporary knowledge and an ancient knowledge I'm like certain 100 percent that that's where it's at and if it's not at right now, it's gonna it's gonna come out that it's where it's at. Yeah. It's just a matter of time because it really is it it really it all is predictable through the universe. It all is predictable through the universe. You know what? Like this kind of
0: ties into what I was saying about that thing Chip Wilson says in his podcast. This to, this applies to almost all of the things that the ancients talk about, where you talk about Mayan rituals no, I shouldn't have said Mayan, rituals in general. Yeah. What is it a coincidence that all the ancient civilizations that were completely at different times in different places—they all had similar things. Similar, it's br- like similar gods too. Yeah, right. Like, like quite these, literally, this is literally like what I'm talking about. It's like, oh, I heard about it with, oh, the Greeks were into astrology. Oh, the Mayans were into astrology. Oh, the ancient Chinese cultures were into. It's like, oh, there's the four time thing, mm-hmm. four unconnected. Well, who knows if they're connected, but. For, from as far as we can tell, unconnected
1: instances of the same thing occurring, there's something there probably. It's a problem with science, man. I I have a real beef with science. A real beef with science. I do not like the skewness of science and the the lack of curiosity and the lack of like exploration that has come with it because everything is built in upon the previous knowledge. It just skews it into a very small spectrum of possibilities that then you get like realms or rams or realms of study rounds of theory rounds that are building up on each other and that they're great and clearly they've led us they've led us forward or astray depending on the way you want to the way you want to look at it but no matter what it's still one dimensional it's still very one one directional
0: yeah it's um, like A
1: plus B yeah yeah yeah,
0: C. yeah. it's like literally as simple as like basic math not like, always but you know what I'm saying I
1: saw have you have you ever seen on YouTube there's a video of how the Earth, when scanned from a satellite, it has stretch marks at the bottom of the ocean. You ever seen this video? It's not very viral. A friend of mine sent it to me. So the Earth in the inside has um, has stretch marks, which in this video, they literally loop it. Like, what would happen if you just cut the stretch marks? So stretch marks means it got fat, right? It got bigger. And then you let it go like this, and then this video shows you, and it goes like and it all matches perfectly. Now, that doesn't fit at all with any of the learning we had. The Pangea that we have is like, okay, it fits, but it fits at the top. The basic assumption of our understanding of the Earth is that the Earth is the same size. Nobody just actually began to wonder, what are those those stretch marks? How about if the world was like this, and then it got hit by an asteroid, and then it just got big? We didn't even fucking wonder. Now, I started to connect the dots, and I was like, well, if you do that, then all of a sudden, the pyramids are, like, fucking perfectly aligned. <laughs> all with all with all what? All of a sudden,
0: all of oh. with each other. Oh, okay.
1: All of, a, all of a sudden, the fact that you can find a birth in Brazil, a bird, that you can also find in Africa, or a turtle. Or a, all of a sudden, it, make, kind of, it kind of makes sense. Now, it doesn't make sense when you spread it like the way they are right now, but it would make sense if you put it a couple million years, or who knows, I don't remember exactly how long that was a the thesis or the theory for it, but it makes sense if they were all collapsed. It would make sense if, like, have you ever heard? Th- you've heard this for sure from Abraham uh, Hancock that like uh, life started in the Amazonas. Have you heard about this?
0: Life started in the Amazon? Yeah. Amazon? Really?
1: You never heard this? Oh, I'm about to red pill it. I don't know. I'm about to red Maybe pill not. You I real thought hard. I
0: heard that life started in Africa.
1: That's the mainstream. That, that's, again, that's yeah, yeah, like our yeah. current understanding. Okay. That's, so that's he, all Africa. Yeah. So he's presented that life's actually started in the Amazon. And the Amazon being, oh my god, I can't believe you heard this. So the Amazon, I'm gonna go. with I the, think I honestly heard this on Joe Rogan from him, but I don't remember it. Okay, cool. Well, let's go over the the big the, the 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 basics, and then we'll and then we'll extend it to the it's a little friendly. We have a little friendly visitor. Oh, <laughs> like you- l- literally just an animal outside? No, no, no. It's inside. It's a little mice. Oh, okay. It's That's a, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We just we uh we got some opposite opinions here to kill it or not. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, so the basic the basics of the research include like for example that I don't know if you you've heard that the the soil below the Amazon is man-made. Have you heard this before? No. Yeah, the soil of the Amazon is man-made. And it's like a fucking super powerful soil that literally can grow anything. Okay, which explains the Amazon, obviously. Yeah, the Amazon, so this is now, like, I'm literally quoting Graham Hancock. He calls it, like, a botanical garden. It was, like, an actual botanical garden that was built by humans. Now, he pushes the a little bit further to say that, like, because they were so connected, they're so connected with the plants, which allowed them to connect with, like, higher knowledges, they were able to tap into this knowledge to build... I don't want to say civilization because it's not enough. Civilization almost includes too much like humans, but a perfect ecosystem of balanced humanity and earth. Uh, and it all starts in the Amazonas. Yeah. Now, I'm going to start to blast off into the universe. You ready? Yeah. So yeah. the connection for all this, can you can then take into like myth. So it's important to like, this is again, I was talking to the esoterics and like really exploring this, if this is something that, you know, calls you, exploring the esoterics of like El Dorado. You've heard about El Dorado? Remember the myth of El Dorado? There was a movie about it, oh, that yeah. to a cartoon movie. Right. Yeah, yeah. El Dorado is, was built on. It's a city of gold. You know about gold? Gold is like the ultimate energy generator, it's the ultimate conductor of energy. Most of the computers have gold in them, satellites, everything. And, and whatnot, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Now, what was the thing that the Europeans came to get? Gold. Yeah. Right? Now, yeah. we don't have no fucking idea what happened to El Dorado. Did El Dorado exist? It. It's very obvious, evidently, that they stole it. If they didn't steal the whole thing, they definitely stole it. And why is it that all this elite have their chained up in gold and crystals? Mm, interesting.
0: I know exactly where you're going with this. You know where I'm going with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Just
1: like... And you, and, and then, and again, I get just like... Pause that one. Pause that timeline. Go back to the ancient. All the turquoise. All the rocks. All the crystals. All the... All the elements of, like, the elements that come from the asteroids, because they were really from the asteroids. The gold is from the asteroids. Like, all these things are coming out of craters that were outside of us. Mm -hmm. And then they, God knows how, received the understanding that these things are going to tap us further with the thing that brought this, that brought me the understanding to design a fucking pyramid perfectly aligned with the (laughs) Equinox. Like, how? How? (laughs) How the fuck does that make sense? Now, and the tip wasn't the tip of the pyramid made of gold? At some point, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they, like say, the they, great say, they, they actually say that the they actually say that the, the the pyramids in in themselves at some point were just like pure gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty insane, eh? It's fucking insane. I was talking to my sister about this
0: the other day because um, she's doing landmark right now, but uh, like even it obviously depends on what I don't know how well off your families were, you're like people who you're the direct descendants of. But like this is maybe one of the first times in history where you and me get to sit here and talk about something beyond us Mm. and actually be like engaged with it because it's like 50 years ago, technology didn't exist to make your life easy enough to even free up your time to be able to be super self-contemplating. And not only that, technology didn't exist to connect you with ideas to actually understand and be like, whoa, my perspective was this and now it's this because I read this new information on the internet. We might be living in really the only time. That's maybe an exaggeration, but it's just so rare. Our parents who grew up with less technology probably didn't have the the opportunity to sit here and talk about these like self-actualization type of topics. Mm. And for sure the grandparents before that When technology was so much harder to come by, their lives were just a lot more rudimentary and simple. Yeah, that they they definitely didn't. And then, for hundreds of years before that, people's lives were just hard compared to what we live. Mm -hmm. Like people were, it was like it's like the hierarchy of needs. It's like people like didn't have their lower needs met. They were like trying to find food, trying to find work, trying to take care of their kids. Even if wealthy people who did have all that, they're trying to like figure out how to connect with other people around them. Now we have all of it. So we're at the top of the pyramid talking about what is beyond us. And we're actually being able to dive in. Yeah. Like it's rare. This is like a brand new thing. This, this is
1: why like, as again, there's no, co- I really do see it as like, there's no coincidence. There's no coincidence. And so you just got to plug in a couple more um connection of the dots to like match the astronomy of what's happening, the, the great awakening. And it's like, it, it, it makes perfect sense. I, um, man, we've been recording for like, over two hours now. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. I feel like I should ask you a few, like, of these questions on my paper. Go for it.
1: Go for it. Go for it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, I
0: mean... One thing that... And I brought... I kind of alluded to this earlier, but, like, how you're kind of in a flow state. Like, you very much live in that kind of a state. Mm-hmm. You're, like, good at... I feel like you're really good at, like, stopping and listening. Like, mm-hmm. maybe not stopping. You said that you have, like, a pretty active mind, but... Um, how do I word this? Like, it's, like, very... Like you're listening to what you're feeling and what you're thinking. Like it's, it's like you are really good at turning off the logical mind and just mm-hmm. kind of following your gut. Yeah. To put it into like very simple terms. Yeah. 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 And yeah. even with like the stuff you're doing with the movement work, it's like so exploratory. Yeah. And you do that with almost everything, it seems like. I like, do that. I do that. So, like, the- how is that? the perfect you're perfect. like that and like how do you think you became that way or like what do you do to kind of foster that i would say okay great that, that's a good question. I've, like i for example
1: have struggled with that mm. at times right yeah 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 yeah. and i think so, a lot of people do so the balance i found it's it's the balance so it's actually not about pushing in one way it's the it's it's a structure that allows me to have that kind of fluidity so for example um my movement practice literally doesn't like i do not count i do not I do not time myself. I I just go with my breath. I just go with whatever I'm feeling in the moment. And I'm literally out. If I do a little bit of thinking, it's more towards like, it's creativity. It's more like, okay, I got to create something new. I do not repeat the same exercise. Like I haven't done the same exercise in a long time. Even within the same set, like if I'm doing my legs. if I'm doing lunges. I will not put my foot exactly on the same spot. I'll just change the rotation, change it here. What happens if I do it on my toes? What happens if I do it on my heel? What happens if I put my weight on my, on my glute? What happens if I put my, I'm like creating on that level? What happens if I, if I put a weight on here and then I launch on the one side? What happens if I change it, do it here? What happens if I grab a hundred, dollar, like hundred pound bell down here? It's like, it's always, always experimenting like that. Um, I do the same. Um, it, one of the things that allows me to do that, for example, is thinking power. So by that, it's like, I really, I think it was by Tim Ferriss that I got the, um, now it's pretty mainstream, but originally what I got it is like, you know how we have like a limited amount of will?
0: You yeah. You heard
1: that? Like it's yeah. like a limited amount of will. You don't want to really use it. Steve Jobs didn't want to like, he. that's why he wore the same thing. You don't want to be thinking about what to wear because limited thinking, thinking power is very limited. So I do the same for my life. So like I eat exactly the same thing. I talked about it in like Jordan's because I eat pretty much exactly the same thing every single day. My My routine is like, that I do not make choices that are unnecessary. And then my creativity is just completely free to just to just be in the moment. Um, so it's like incredibly, incredibly rigid structures. Like I pretty much eat the same thing every single day. Really? The same thing every single day. Steaks, like a steak, coffee, cacao, um, sweet potatoes, some greens. That's it. Every single day. I've been doing it for like years now. And I've had and I've been that way for a long time. Like, I've been that way at least, like, six years. Like, six years ago, it wasn't, like, steak and sweet potatoes, but it was, like, I was eating, like, eggs and, and, and oatmeal every single day. And that was, like, and that was my thing.
0: Dude, this is really... This is kind of a funny thing because, um, like, I do that. I eat almost the same thing every day. But just, I don't know. Like, I'm just thinking, oh... That's just an added benefit, I guess, right, right, that I'd have never thought about.
1: Yeah, I think it's a, I, I think it, I think there's, I don't even know that there's enough neuroscience or anything to back it up, but I'm, sh- at least for me, it feels like, because you really want, like, it, it's all
0: about automated. It kind of makes it. sense, man. Even if you just think of time, you get home, you cook your dinner, you get on to the next thing. If you're deciding what to cook, you're like, oh, man. And you've probably taken time to even think about those separate groceries on the weekend when you bought them in the first oh, place yeah. and then you're thinking about how oh, to cook this yeah. thing. Cause you're not an expert. Oh at yeah. It.
1: It's just all this thinking. It's just all, I give my thinking to like the pursuit of truth and yeah. creativity. That's it. Yeah. But like even
0: that, like maybe you were going to continue on with that topic anyways, before I kind of interjected, but like, how does that get you closer to like your true self of listening to who
1: you are? Well, I've realized that. Yeah. So I've realized like the that's, intuition, that's good. That's know? good. Yeah. Yeah. So the intuition, but, I mean, now I'm learning, because I've gone into astrology, that, like, it's a very much a Pisces thing. Like, Pisces are incredibly intuitive, and they're very imaginary, and they're very good at connecting the dots. Now, I've always been that way. So, it wasn't until now that it became a synchronicity to be like, oh, shit. Like, all along, it's been a strength of mine. I always sucked at, like, memory, but I'm so good at connecting the dots. I'm so good at, like, holding vast amounts of information and, like, seeing the commonality, seeing the pattern, seeing like the, the the how the things connect. And it's a different kind of intelligence. It took me a long time. I remember we used to struggle with my mother, because my mother, uh, when we when we were driving around town, she'd be like, tell me where like tell me where to go. And she would want me to say the street names. And I never could. And uh. I suck at that. But I can literally trace my hometown just visually. Like if I close my eyes I'm like you come out of the garage and you go here and then you turn left and then you turn right and then you go back down and then you turn left again to go to my grandmother and I can literally visually trace it. So I started to realize that like, I'm very good at connecting the dots. And then this new way of being that it's just consistently how I am right now, it's leveraging off the, that strength. I don't know if it's for everybody too, by the way. I'm not sure if it's for everybody. I don't think that everybody can can live like that. I think some people come with a specific code that has them be more emotionally. Have some, some people have more in their minds. I also lived through a period of my life with severe anxiety. I used to bite my nails a lot, which just gave me access to so much of my mind power like I was just over analyzing a lot of things and I was very good at it social situations how to get myself out of and in and out of situations how to utilize uh literally manipulation and control in the form of language to just coordinate social scenarios that would work in my benefit or or in a specific benefit so a big part of growing up was deprogramming all that like mm-hmm. really deprogramming all that and just keeping what was good about it like keeping well, how I show up in my word, how I show up, like the landmark stuff was great because it really just kind of like allowed me to be like, thinking is great, but if you use powerfully and if you've if used intelligently, the rest of it is mostly nonsense. Most of us just are floating in a cloud of judgment, <laughs> analysis, left yeah. brain considerations and it's just including our workouts, including our practice. We, we, we've been taught to believe that you do 12 reps, you do this and it's, it's all just a program. You just remove it. You just remove it. Oh man, for
0: sure. You can
1: literally just remove
0: it. For sure. That's like, people who do shit, they have a habit of just getting down to action. Instead of, I feel like society almost tells you that you need to think things through super deeply. I used to have that problem a lot too. Like actually, it's it's honestly, hanging out with Michelle has been, I wonder if she'll probably listen to this and hear it. Nice, nice. And it's true though. Like I've given her a lot of credit for it, but. She would call me out all the time. She'd be like, "You're you're being so logical again. Like, just like f- try the feeling side of this situation a little bit more." And man, yeah, like it's done wonders for me to like yeah.
1: find a better balance. Yeah, women are absolutely. I think women are like naturally gifted, and then if, if they put in the effort to be intuitive, there's so much for us men that we can learn from them. So much, so much. In fact, I think I, I, I have a very healthy amount of um, um, feminine balance in me. Because of that reason, because I've been like so blessed that even the women that I've been with, they're so intuitive, they're so connected that it like I've like learned so much, and also have a very natural feminine nature that allows me to be in my emotions and my intuition and like trust that, that it that it's brought it in like it's anchored a very healthy balance and not too much in my head but not too much in my intuition, like just 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 the right amount. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, it's a I I sometimes go too deep into one side. Mm-hmm. And now again, fucking, sometimes it can like literally be as the intuitive part can include like new things that I've undertaken, which include like, for example, um, to know that fuck, it literally could be a full moon and like it will get affected. Whether or not you get affected to it directly, you got to think about the overall collective consciousness. So if you're surrounded by this like epic, epic women in your life that are highly intuitive, they will be affected by it. You may not. Directly. You're thinking not directly. But if they're close to you and they're going through something, you're going to go through something. So all of a sudden, intuitively, what you're actually experiencing is accurate. Even though it may not be the moon. It may be the moon. Maybe you don't feel it directly from the moon, but it may be, she may, they may feel it from the moon. So then, tapping into that kind of knowledge and intuition, which is like, where the fuck do you learn that? You can't learn that, shit. You can't read yeah. that in any book. Oh, yeah. so It literally comes from within. Yeah. yeah. No, I,
0: I I heard someone ver- verbalize it recently really well and it was like female energy is kind of obviously the intuitive side but also just infinite possibilities and just like mm-hmm. thinking about all the different possibilities and creating from that place yeah and then kind of masculine energy is like narrowing in on one and saying like this is it this is the thing i'm going to do this yeah. Um, yeah, yeah and just like full, putting full force and all your energy behind one thing. Yeah. And I think it's like, if you're going to create anything amazing, it kind of needs both. A hundred
1: percent. It kind of does. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Well, yeah, because I also think that like the, the, um, oh, I'm going to share, I can share with you about a concept that I recently heard. It's called um, profane masculinity. Profane masculinity. So profane masculinity is a, a talk, it was a TED talk by um, the, the lady that wrote Eat, Pray, and Love. Oh, cool! And she talks about how, like in civilization, there's a couple, there's a few times in which uh, men have, a, have 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 literally risen, and their their attitude is one of enlightenment. And the one of enlightenment would generally include, you know, like being light and love and being gratitude. You know, Jesus, Buddha, detachment, oneness, all this. Which, if you. Don't say it without precontext. It sounds a lot like the feminine energy, and uh, she called. She says that a lot of the the, the problem with that kind of uh, with that belief structure is that if you go too much into that direction, the whole collective shifts. Then all of a sudden, you get completely unrelatedness. I used to have a friend of mine, I, and I've been guilty about doing this too in relationships, where like, you know, you let's say for example, you and I would have beef, and instead of me being like, instead of me being like dealing with whatever it is is in the middle that's the fuck up I would just be like it's just your ego it's just your ego getting in the way it's everything is okay everything is perfect you get that? it's like yeah, it's yeah. like two out there Yeah. and so she was um, so she was suggesting that a lot of times when you do that what begins to happen is literally in the size of the collective on the one end you got feminine uh, you got the fem- feminine men that just they get too much into your heart too much into your intuition you just completely lose relationship with they're getting all the soul part and then also women that, women are so naturally gifted at already all that, that when they end up they end up following those archetypes, they end up too intuitive, they end up too much in their emotions, mm-hmm. which is also very common and even in, like, within our within our communities, right? Oh, absolutely. People, I'm just I'm just oh my god, I just feel like this is just, <laughs> and it's like and then we can skew into another direction, so there is definitely like and that's like the that's a profane that's a profane feminine and it, it i loved it it was so insightful it was really so so insightful to kind of um to really get that as like a way to relate um specifically in our masculinity to like sensitivity like our own sensitivity and relatedness because when you're too much out there it's just there's no relatedness and that's that's really what ends up happening mm-hmm. or too much relatedness that you're just floating in a cloud of stories and interpretations that you just call me that you give them meaning of emotions but they really aren't they're just something else right mm mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah, I love that that way of describing it. Wow, well, yeah. well, amazing. We've been recording for like two and a half hours. Fuck, so we're deep. We've yeah, really went mean, deep. we went deep. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot in there. I might have to chop this into two episodes. Sounds good. Um, Is there any more questions you want
1: to, we could power through them? Oh, man. Is I there anything that, I, I can keep it short. I can try to keep it short.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Like, just as a final one. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: For anyone who's really new to this kind of stuff, anyone who's new to, I don't know, just anything like meditating, movement, just self-introspection, all this kind of mind-body work that encompasses a lot of different modalities. Mm-hmm. What would you say, like, first of all, what are your favorite things mm-hmm. like to do? Like, yeah. you were talking about cold showers in your episode with Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah And obviously yeah. movement's a huge thing for you. Yeah. And what would you say to them if they're, like, looking to get
1: started? Cool. Um, forget. Forget forget, forget, forget. Like, renounce the things you think you know. That would be the first start. So when it comes to the physical practice, if it's movement, it's like, it It actually is go back to being a child. And a child doesn't really fucking care. It, they, they, like, we. they do not care. They'll just act in whatever way they're supposed to react. They'll just be weird and jump and, and, and crawl and do whatever it is. So, like, that advice really applies to everything. Even, like, the spiritual stuff, the meditative stuff, that, like, it really is about, like, I think the a big shift for me was when I started to get into deep into all sorts of spiritual practice, including movement. And I would put movement into a spiritual practice. Uh, but even if you don't, to go back to like truly being a student, and that like the work, the the practice works, and the practice never ends, and it will just keep going. And there is no achieve, there's no achieving. Like there's no there's no like oh I got it. That was a huge breakthrough for me, even in terms of my practice, because when I, when I work with others, it is like you're not learning from me. You're learning from you. I'm just creating enough space that I can, we can go to the gym together and I'll be a goof. I'll be a monkey and you'll, and you'll just be like, damn, okay, I'm gonna be a monkey too. I create enough of a container for you to explore your practice. It's not my practice. I'm gonna tell you what to do. I can give you a couple kind of parameters and conditions. And that kind of approach is way better. You know, once you're a student, then it's just parameters. Then it's just conditions. And that equals synonym for toys. It's just toys. The kid is just either playing at a park, or he's playing in the sand, or he's playing in the tree, or he's playing with toys. The same if you're translating to movement. You're either playing with a kettlebell, you're either playing with a dumbbell, you're either playing with your with your knees, you either play with your eyes and you blindfold yourself, or you either like it, it just it's just all of it. All of it is play. And I would also say that in that practice, that's we don't get a lot of time to be with ourselves. But in those times, that's the time to be with yourself. And actually pay attention to what rises. Like, what really rises. Um, you know, I, it, it would be for me that, like, you know, I'm doing some, like, yin yoga and, like, going deep into my hips. And, a, like, a story about my childhood, of something that, like, had me really ungrounded. And, like, where I lost my route to reality because it was so emotionally fucking it was so emotionally explosive that I just lost in touch and it will come up as I'm stretching my hips and just stay with that and explore it don't fucking reject it just like explore it stay with it go deeper and the same was gonna be, and, and the same kind of playful exploration now I understand that everybody has their own edge but the lack of attachment to even a modality or a practice is the actual thing that would I think especially for our journey will create the breakthrough that you're not a Hofer, you're not an Ashtanga yogi you're not Kundalini breathwork like, they're all all of them. Do them all. That's what my that's what my Instagram is Creative Generalist. Because it's just just maybe in 30 years, maybe in 30 years you, you'll like have enough identity to say like that's what I do. This is who I am. But for the time being, we've lost way too much time forgetting who we are and like the, the playful part of discovering who we are. That the immediate next step is play. The immediate next step is practice. Unbounded. Unbounded. And like a child, like Go and do and, and do and not be attached to like this is what I do and I gotta do all this. Now nah, fucking pick up a book and if you want to close it, then close it. If you want to read it, then stop it. Yeah. And then you want to do this, do that. If you like, three days in a row you go to the gym and you're like, I'm just not gonna lift any weights. I'm just gonna crawl around and see what happens. And then the next day you just want to do squats. One thing, squats, perfect form. Just fucking do that. And then every single time you step in, you're flowing and you're creating out of pure curiosity, out of pure like. What what's in here? What, like, what can I discover new? What can I discover new? I don't even know the neuroscience behind this, but I figured that neurologically, the amount of interweaving synapses that it, that are happening is probably very beneficial for the self, like for the, the oh, thinking man. self, yeah. Because it's so expansive, it's so expansive. For like, sure, yeah. that that makes me
0: think of like I read this book called Super Brain, and it was about. Um, one of the things was the topic about Alzheimer's mm. and it was like, don't get stuck in routines. That is literally, there are nutritional methods and exercise methods, those kind of things help you avoid Alzheimer's. But more importantly, Alzheimer's is like having the same little pathways shooting in your brain that mm. never change. And if that happens up until you're like 60, 70 years old, the other parts just start dying. And, it, and the, what it said is like, when you're driving to work, try a different route every day when Mm -hmm. you're walking at lunch, walk a different route every day, walk at different times in the day.
1: Exactly. And that's kind of what
0: you're saying. That's
1: exactly what I'm saying. But
0: yeah, I mean, again, like before I kind of, before we kind of end it, the one thing I love about your approach with even this, (laughs) even this answer is like, a lot of people, and I I just say a lot of people because I can relate to it because I have been so like this at times. I open a book, I'd be like, there's good info in here. I know there's good info. I'm going to finish it no matter what, even (laughs) if I hate it. Yeah, I'll just slowly finish it. But it's like if you don't like it, just stop. You stop. Like you, you, the amount of how you're feeling during something is literally that everyone thinks they're so disconnected from their intuition. It's like that is what intuition is. That's
1: that's really it. My dad, I remember my dad really. It was quite the breakthrough when he when he when he said this, um, and he would just say, "When something is in your mind too much, that's when you know." And I was like, "Perfect." That's like the perfect cue because most of us, especially like specifically men, like we don't have enough internal sensitivity to just be like, oh, my God tells me that I shouldn't do that. We don't have enough of that. But for sure, things will blow, bottle up enough that it will go to your head. And then the moment it's come up more than three times, that's it. You like 100% need to address it. That is a way of intuition. is more intellectually driven, but it for sure is. It. And the huge breakthrough is that you actually never have to be there. I mean, there's certain things in our life that need to be addressed. But when it comes to like at least the fun things, the learning... The exploration, the practice you never really need to be at that place, at all. The moment you like, and I honest, and I think I because the, the shift for me is because I've been doing it for so long. Like I've been doing it for so long that I'm like, oh, I can just keep doing this. It was like a breakthrough of like when somebody tells you like, no, oh, when you read a book, you gotta finish it, and then you're like, no, and then you're like, wait, there's nobody really telling me that I like. It was just me literally beating myself up about not reading this book and then setting the alarm. 45 minutes of fucking reading it. No, not at all. You want to do a two-hour workout? Do a two-hour workout. You want to do a 15-minute one? You want to do one in the morning, 15 in the morning, 15 in the evening? Whatever. Like, literally, like, you can actually do that. That kind of mental agil- agility, I think it's, he- it's it, just, it just causes, specifically in terms of um, growth, In terms of growth, I think it creates a kind of fluidity and adaptability. That mentally, you need to be coded. Like, you need to be coded from that. And the best way to start it would be, again, with the smaller practices. So that when life really hits, it doesn't hit you up. Because you're already fluid. You're already adaptive, right? Yeah. You're already present. It's just being present in that way. Yeah, for sure. And I can
0: see where there might be a challenge for people. Is that how do you keep your integrity... If you're always following how you feel, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I think that is just, that's the exact thing. It's like, you need to still be able to get the things done that you need to get done. Yeah. And you still need to like hold yourself accountable to the kind of person you want to be.
1: Yeah.
0: But put the book down if you're hating it. Yeah. Or like put the sandwich down if you're hating it and go get something you like eating. Yeah. And I still think, and
1: I still think that when when you think about, because so certain things, that's why I don't know if you noticed, but I didn't really say the word emotion. Like I really didn't say the word feeling. Like I didn't say what I'm feeling. Because that's, it's, that's a, like a whole different realm and they can be distorted in so many ways. Most of us think of our emotions as something they're not. Um, and I, I wanna make sure that like that's really clear because it's really, I'm not thinking about like emotions. It really is about like more like showing up. And then the only thing it involves is in determining of the conditions. So if like you're at the gym, you only have 45 minutes. Those are your condition. Anything within there is just yours. You already broke it. Like you already got it through. So if the breakthrough first is to getting the 45 minutes, that's just the conditions. That's the pattern. That's the parameters in which you're going to be playing. But it's, it's just always the case. It's just always the case that at least in terms of will, the, m- the minimum amount of thinking, maximum amount of output and adaptability is just, minimum of thinking is just the parameters. How about if I just take this 50-pound be- dumbbell and I'm going to do everything with it? I can't stop. 60 minutes, can't stop. Parameters set. Dumbbell and my other parameters is my physical body, my joints. How many in how many positions can I move my joints? How many how many ways can I modify the variable just enough that it keeps me in integrity without injuring myself? Everything else goes. Yeah. yeah. There's just parameters. enough parameters. Yeah. It's <laughs> just enough thinking parameters, conditions, whatever you want to call it, toys. It's just like I'm setting my playground. And that applies for like the reading, that applies for like the color, like I love coloring for the same reason because I'm like, okay, how about if I just use these three colors? Well, how much can I achieve with these three colors? Yeah. And it's, that's it. And just getting in the, getting in the face of like, we going really back to the conversation about like faith, how much cho- how much choice, how much faith, in that way. In that way, it's kind of that. It's kind of like, what happens if I just show up, do it, control as much as I can, and then the rest of it let it flow.
0: Yeah, the yeah. Lo- the rest of it just let it happen, dude. And that's it. Like, oh man. We're going to have to stop at some point before this goes on but even with my podcasts, you know, I used to cut them off quite early Yeah. yeah. and it's true. It's totally true. The average listen time is something like, I'm sure it probably has something to do with that people see, oh, the episode's almost done so it probably has something to do with how long the episode is in the first place but my average listen time is like 47 minutes Mm -hmm. so my episodes used to be an hour and 20 minutes and I started cutting them down and I just, I did a big survey and I had like 65 people fill it out recently um people who like listen to the podcast and half the responses were saying why do you cut them off so early and i was like i don't know i just have this rule for myself <laughs> and so that's just, an example just, of what we're doing exactly you know? and exactly exactly, exactly. Like, sure i'm gonna cut this a little bit yeah, in, yeah. in whatever ways to make more episodes or yeah, however yeah, i yeah, need yeah, to yeah. but yeah
1: and that's a it's, it's a it's a perfect example dude perfect example of like Oh, we need to start with an introduction. Yeah. Who, who said you got to start with an introduction? Oh, you, you need to do 45 minutes. And then that's one of the things that, like, I'm very passionate about, just, like, breaking my own pattern. This is what I'm telling. When I go to gym, I'm like, do not repeat the same exercise. I have enough knowledge that you just get pick up. You you Google five-leg exercise. You can be like, those are my parameters. Then I get to play within the three-dimensional ecosystem of that. If I'm just going to lunch, how do I do that? And I do that for everything. I do that for my Instagram. Like, I don't, I don't have to, like, you know, somebody will be like, oh, you gotta post a podcast this often. No, I don't have to do shit. You gotta do it for five minutes. No, I don't. If I wanna post, wanna have a two hour and you wanna post a 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, I can actually do it. that. It's the reclaiming of actual freedom and power. And it is, we just, we just, we're just so trapped by our own programming. Literally, it's just programming. And yeah. you just gotta let it go. Man. Just let it go. You put it on the side. And not, not, not now. For
0: sure. It's like yeah. choosing limits. It's like being like, oh well, I would rather have that limit on my life. Yeah, it's and, so
1: like, why do we do that? Yeah, it doesn't like, make any sense. Makes makes sense for the for the program itself, but the ones you like actually pondered they're like, is there an alternative? And you're like, fuck yeah, there's all of the other, <laughs> all of the other infinite, alternatives. infinite amount it's of absolutely alternatives. infinite. It is like absolutely infinite. Then 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 I just focus on the conditions. So for you, your podcast is your show. Like right now, the condition is just audio. But if you wanted to do video, then new parameter. How can I get more experimental about that? And I, I mean, I, I'm very, I'd like to push for creativity first and foremost. The access point is curiosity, meaning like you got all these ideas and just like in that point, like, what if, what if, what if, and just floating in that what if, what if I put, what if I do this? What if I, for the next one, I do this. What if for the next one, I do this and just staying inconsistent, inconsistent. Because our practice is not supposed to be consistent. Certain things in life, are supposed, like we have to drink water, we have to eat. Certain things; those ones are handled. But most things in life, specifically growth, growth-wise, inconsistencies actually what I found is the key. Inconsistency. Oh, it is break though. the pattern. It is
0: right. Yeah, and even like neurologically, your brain creates more connections in totally new situations. Yeah. yeah. Like you should be experiencing newness all the time if you want your brain to keep growing. Mm-hmm. It's not about. Like you can word it whatever way you want. Like this yeah. is
1: like science based now. Yeah. Now it is. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and I also think our brains are by design like that. Like if we were nomads and you lived in the fucking jungle, like every single moment of your existence is brand new. So you're, our brains are like by design adapting to, to that kind of newness. We just, we just It's very comfortable obviously to, to live in the structure. And I think through the practice, select a little bit of time. That's your playground. That's where all the growth can happen. The experimentation, both your mind, your heart, you know, like fucking, instead of meditate, I, I like to think about like meditating, again, the whole spectrum. So like one day Wim Hof, but then the next day journal, but then the next day pray, but then the next day nothing, but then the next day do a little breathwork with cannabis, then the next day do yoga. Then, like they're all, they're all serving. They're like, it's just break it, break it, break it, break it. And then keep on, keep the growth coming from that yeah. inconsistency
0: crave newness yeah basically just crave it yeah it's good you know i feel like i've got to a point where i'm craving that um cool well i think this is the point i've said we've said this so many times but yeah this has been awesome man we have so much content to work with thanks thanks so much for doing this like this is great i'm pretty happy
1: with how it turned out yeah we were just totally flowing